Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Boy, what a deflating, deflating Tuesday morning as we come at you here on the post-game analysis of the Bills-Jets Monday night opener. A lot of reasons to be deflated both as a Bills fan and even as a Jets fan. It felt like nobody won, but of course the Jets did. They beat the Bills 22-16. to Monday Night Football, MetLife Stadium to open the season. Bills dropped to 0-1. Hi, everybody. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's always game day in Buffalo. And uh, Matt, it was just a game that the Bills absolutely gave away, specifically their quarterback, Josh Allen, and his decision-making. We'll get to everything with Aaron Rodgers later, but good morning yeah. to you. I know you're going to be traveling back to Buffalo. How'd you, how'd you consume this after you woke up and thought about what happened last night? Like what the heck are they doing? Right. Is yeah. the biggest thing that I was thinking this morning. And I would imagine that's kind of how a lot of people feel. You had a lead against Zach Wilson and the New York jets and you lost, you scored three points in the second half and it came on a game tying field goal at the end of the half. like These are inexcusable errors for Josh Allen, for the offense, for really the entire unit. I think this morning, everybody is going to be talking about Josh Allen, rightfully so. He played a really bad game, one of his worst games that he's played in a long, long time. But I think there are bigger problems to be talked about than just Josh Allen. I think we need to have conversations about the entire offense, the offensive play calling with Ken Dorsey, and the positions that it puts Josh Allen into, I keep thinking this morning, nothing looked easy for them. Nothing looked routine. They did not have any way of just, you know, going and getting a couple yards. And it felt like when this offense was at its best a few years ago, you needed five yards. You had a play that you knew were going to work, was going to work for five yards. Now it's, you try digs. And if digs isn't an option, just hope that Josh makes something happen. Because even last night in in the first half, they were taking what defense was giving them, and they were trying to kind of like chunk their way down the field, and it worked sort of, but then the Jets kind of found out what they were trying to do, and then they tightened up. I also think the Jets' defense is very, very legitimate. It might be the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're a Bills fan this morning, what you're hoping is you're hoping that the Bills played a really bad game and the Jets' defense is that good. But what I think happened was the Bills played a really bad game, the Jets' defense is that good, but there's also many more reasons to be concerned 
because this is not something that just happened in one game. This is not an isolated incident. This offensive struggle has been happening for the second half of last year, and then it started the season again last night. Okay, so a lot to digest there. So I, I think that I'm going to put this way more on Josh Allen than I am Ken Dorsey. I, I think Josh Allen made absolutely horrible decisions. I don't know. This mm. is the part where I get accused of defending the coaching too much because I just think that these guys, you can only do so much as a coach. What other what other things could he have done differently if, if what you say is correct, that it's a struggle and they were guys were getting beat? Guys, I mean – what is the play caller supposed to do? I mean, there are things not you can try to go to. On, say, not, I see. I, I disagree with that. Drop. I disagree. I disagree with that. I think like it's a great second call. Second and 15? Oh, I think it's a terrible call. Because what's yes, the best yes. case scenario? Well, my, you get six yards? Correct. Right? Six yards, correct. and then it's third and nine instead of third right. and 13 in the, in, or Instead of an incompletion in third and 15. Yes, well, listen, but here's why. Here's why. Here's why. What, what did the Jets do to mitigate the Bills pass rush? Screen passes, which are the same things as draws pretty much. The Bills did the yeah. same thing, and the Jets got chunk yards. That's how you mitigate a pass rush. A draw on that play is not a horrible call. They didn't do it all night, by the way. They didn't do it all night. But well, they did. I, actually, no, I, 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 don't mind, I do not mind calls like that. Uh, but they had way too many first downs. This is a second down. They had way too many first downs where they were starting with just like really bad plays, right? And part yes. of that is Dorsey, well, bad, part of that is Josh Allen. for sure. Bad execution, yeah, but I think it's his job to put the offense in a position where they can execute, and I still think it's just one game. It is way too reliant on just Josh Allen being you know, a freak, and he had a terrible game. He had three interceptions. They should have never lost the game, but even the big plays that they had were results of Josh Allen you know, getting out of the pocket, running to the sideline, throwing across his body to Stefan Diggs or, you know, getting out of the pocket, running to his left, hitting Dawson Knox down the field. There was no just like, okay, here's an open guy, hit him. Like at any point. Were there Besides, open guys? Because Matt, Matt, he threw 70% completion percentage, even with all these interceptions. To me, to me, that's actually good uh, management of the game by the by the coordinator to say, we're going to keep it short. You're going to get the ball to your hands. We're at 70%, even with the, even with the interceptions. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I can't be patient. I have to throw the ball deep. I mean, to me, the game was actually managed from a good standpoint there. When you think about Ken Dorsey, I don't know if anybody was open downfield. I, I think, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things is you look that outside of Stefan Diggs, only five catches by wide receivers the whole night, two by Gabe Davis, three by Deontay Hardy, right? Which maybe they, mm -hmm. are they getting open? Are they not getting open? I think they, I don't know if these guys are getting open. I mean, 70% yeah. completion percentage is good to me. 70% equates to the coordinator putting him in a position to get the ball to guys who are open. It just, you're not going to get first downs all the time because you're checking it down, but it stays on schedule. As Sean McDermott said after first down, when they weren't on schedule on first down, things went haywire. That's when you get to your second and 12. That's when you get to your second yeah. and 10. But when he was doing that on first down, that's how you stay on schedule. To me, that is the coordinator's job. And I don't think he did a horrible job of that. I think this is a chicken or an egg thing because I think that both deserve blame. I am not trying to pass. Josh Allen played bad. Josh Allen is the reason why they lost this game. But moving forward, I am more concerned about Ken Dorsey than I am about Josh Allen because I 100%. think that Allen made. Oh yeah, I, I think Allen made no some concern on Josh, right? Because of who he is. We there's you shouldn't be concerned about well, Josh. I think I think some people are though. I think some okay. people are a little bit concerned like, about the turnovers. Concerned? 
Yeah, like big picture concerned. I think you're delusional if you're like, okay, bench Josh Allen. I, I think that's completely no. ridiculous. The concern is, is that there's a lot of turnovers. And I that's why I said chicken or an egg, because I feel like the forced mistakes are a result of him not trusting what he is being told to do or that they're just not options for him. Like, let me, the three interceptions. The first one, stupid play. He could have probably ran for the first down. I think he is so scared to run and take these extra hits that now he is forcing throws that he shouldn't be doing. Probably did not see the safe hit Hardy over the top. Bad throw. The second one is the most inexcusable of all of them. There was nothing there. He threw in a double coverage. It was just a really bad decision, and it was a really bad throw. Even a perfect throw in that situation probably results in an interception. There was nothing there. The third one, same thing. He's probably trying to hit Davis on a play where Stefan Diggs was wide open. So that's another one where it's like, yeah, these are on him. But like besides Diggs, nobody was getting open. And I guess the question so is, let me ask is that you, more right. on the players or is that more right. on the coaching? Exactly. I put it on the players. I mean, you can only like you. I, I don't think they're just telling them just to every time run five yards and turn around. They're running routes. The players got to get open. That's not to me. That's not on yeah. the coach. Maybe if you want to talk about roster construction, then maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But you got to get open. You know, it's only well, Josh didn't have many options. Well, give him an option if you're a player. I mean, these the, there are plays mm -hmm. designed, and I'm not telling you Ken Dorsey's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We can go and pick apart a lot of these plays. I don't think Josh is scared to run. I think Josh is too impatient. I mean, he still ran last night. He tried to run over people. He tried to jump over somebody. I think 70% mm -hmm. completion, check it down, check it down, check it down. And the Jets know at some point this guy's going to launch one up. And he did. And when I say about, like, there's there's no concern on Josh Allen, I mean, because we all know that he's a great player. I, I think, though, that one thing we all have to realize is we can't just suddenly pivot and go, well, you know what? For years we've said you got to take the bad with the good, and then suddenly you can't. The Absolutely. issue is you can't have that many bad plays in one game. You can't have any yeah. that many bad decisions in one game. But, Matt, this is who he's always been, and this is who he always will be. Newsflash, we're going to have – I said the same thing last year. I said the same thing year before. You have. We've all said it for the last few years. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? A year from now, two years from now, we're going to talk about Josh Allen making bad decisions. You know what, Matt? I'm sitting here today on September 12th, day after the Jets game, and I'm going to tell you, Few years from now, we're going to have the same discussion. He's going to have games. He's going to have moments like that. The problem is you can't have him happen all the time. And he gets away with a lot of stuff, and he just didn't get away because Jordan Whitehead caught the ball, and he made Jordan Whitehead an all-pro overnight. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the, the thing I'm worried about with Josh Allen, once again, I think he will snap out of it. I'm worried that when you start a season with a three interception game and, and a fumble, so a four turnover game, you are going to play a little scared. And then now you're not going to take the shots that have made you so good the last couple of years. And you're just going to be a shell of yourself. Now, he's a professional athlete. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I do not think that that's a major concern. 
But you go against a Raiders defense that's not as good as the Jets coming up, and you would like to think, okay, this is a little bit of a get-right game for him. But I wonder if he's going to play a little bit scared because he doesn't want to make the big mistake. And if it's going to make the game closer than it needs to be, just like we saw last night, because those mistakes are the reason why these teams that aren't as good are able to hang around. So that's one concern for Josh Allen moving forward. The other concerns I have— you really, Wait, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Yeah. In the, in the time that you've watched Josh Allen as the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, do you uh-huh. really ever question if he'll play scared? I don't. <sighs> you know what, though? I, I don't care if he threw five I, interceptions Monday night. I don't think he'll ever play scared. I do. I am a little concerned about that because I think that, you know, he's going to all week be talking and listening to people say and listening to his coaches say smarter decisions, smarter decisions. I honestly think a lot of this, too – this is an entirely different conversation. I do not know what the relationship between Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen is like. I'm sure it's very good. They both speak very highly of each other. If Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator of this team, Brian Dable would have laid into Josh Allen last night and it would have been out of a place of like love and like, Hey dude, cut the shit out now. And I think he would have probably snapped out of it. I I don't know what the relationship with Dorsey is like, but there's also two other things that I want to say, just concerns about the offense, right? Tackle is a problem. Right tackle last night was the one spot that was consistently just kind of getting Spencer Brown was getting run over. He was getting run by Agreed. and they don't have a lot of other options, but like behind him. I mean, are we really thinking Jermaine Effetti is going to come in and start? I do not know. Um, I, I just, I don't know what they do there because I feel like their contingency plan was Brandon shell. And then maybe down the line, Tommy Doyle. And you got a guy who gets injured for an entire season. And then you got a guy who retires out of nowhere. So I'm concerned about that. And my second concern goes back to the thing we were talking about. I am a Gabe Davis guy. I think Gabe Davis is a good player. Where was Gabe Davis last night? Two catches. I don't know. Was he just not getting open? Was he not involved as much as he needed to be? That's a concern. So I don't know if that's a player or a usage. Probably a combination of both. I think with every conversation we're having this morning, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Is it Josh Allen's fault or Ken Dorsey's fault? It's both of their faults. Let's meet in the middle. Is it Gabe Davis' fault or is it Dorsey's fault? Probably somewhere in the middle. But those two players, I'm like, why wasn't there more Gabe? And what are they going to do about right tackle? Yeah, I agree about, you know, Gabe. He needs to be more involved. And I don't know. I A game like this seems like, you know, when you're getting the ball quick, getting out of their hands, Josh is rushed a little bit. That's not a Gabe game, right? As much as they want to tell us we're going to get him the ball easier, quicker throws, yeah. Gabe Davis, that's not a Gabe Davis game. Gabe Davis game is when Josh can sit in the pocket, let the play develop, and then get it to Gabe like he did down the field on one play, you know, in the red zone. We saw that. Um, as far as Spencer Brown and the O-line, you're absolutely right. Spencer Brown, John Franklin Myers was pushing him into Josh's lap all night. Bryce Huff comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was beating him around the edge. And the entire offensive line just did not protect really well. The Jets had five sacks, nine quarterback hurries, and then how many countless times was Josh on the run? And again, going back to two of those on the run, he wound up launching the ball downfield into harm's way. The third, um, the third interception, and before anybody – look, I want to make it clear. I'm not telling you that Ken Dorsey is perfect by any means. I just find a, a lot of uh, – I, I think it's – I think it's low-hanging fruit. What we all do is when things don't work, it's easy to blame the play calling when you you have to rely on players to do their job and be better. And one, but mm-hmm. but I will blame the play calling on the third and two on the third interception. It's third and two. 
Josh saw man to man. He tried to throw to Gabe Davis and wound up being double coverage. He didn't need 10 yards. He needed two yards. They're at midfield around there. No, that's mm -hmm. a play where to me, even if a design run to Josh Allen in that situation, like they did the Jets a few times last year. Like that's where to me, you know, Ken Dorsey fell short in a couple of areas uh last night. And then, you know, running the ball was not um was not a great night running the ball. James Cook had a few nice runs, those draws that got stopped. I give the Jets Meh. credit. Yeah. You know, that I give the Jets credit for sniffing those out a little bit. He had a couple of nice runs, but they didn't run the ball very well all night. Um, the Jets no. are a very good team. They have a good scheme. They have good players. Overall, it just wasn't good enough. What I did like, and then they went away from it, open up with no huddle um, and a couple plays because they had two plays scripted, I'm sure. Deontay Hardy, real quick, gets involved in the game. I liked the, that matchup. Deontay Hardy caught the ball, got it four or five yards. That's not bad. You could do that out of the backfield. Didn't see a lot yeah. of that as the game went on to kind of use him a little bit differently and go a little bit of, uh, go a little bit of pace. So the jets couldn't substitute. Yeah. I think too, when we talk about all of these different things, like coming out of the gate, Deontay Hardy getting used at one point, Diggs is in the backfield at one point, Dawson Knox is in the backfield. It looked like they were getting a little bit more creative. And then all of yeah. that went away in the second half. And I think it all goes away probably because that's when the mistakes really started to pile up and they were just playing from behind consistently. And the first in the first half, there were times when there were some nice plays on first down. And when I say nice plays, I'm not talking about like game changing plays. I'm just like, okay, five yard gain, six yard gain, you know, second and four, it opens up things. But going back to your point about the third down third and two, and Josh is trying to throw it 20 yards down the field to Gabe Davis. Don't even give him the chance to do that. you got to protect him from himself at that point. I think, sometimes he is going to say, screw it. And he's just going to go for it. But other times, like it's your job as the coach to say, okay, it's third and two. We're going to have Hardy just basically run there. We're going to have Kincaid just find space and stop. And, you know, they're trying to go down the field because even Diggs, who was wide open was probably, I don't know, six, seven, eight yards away. He doesn't have to be, he could be three yards away, just enough to get the first down a really sloppy game a bad 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 day for Josh Allen and it was against a really 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 good defense and that's why it ultimately ended the way it did all right let's talk about the Bills on the defensive side and what happened to the Jets offense early in the game